As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today, we are catching up. I'll share with you what's going on behind the scenes, as well as a preview into what to expect on the podcast this week. So grab yourself a coffee or a cup of tea, and let's chat. Starting with today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that... I have this little morning startup ritual. I think we've talked about it before, but it is my favorite thing ever. Whenever I get into work, it's like that little ritual of like, what do I do before I start my day? I make myself a cup of tea, usually a decaf tea, sometimes not. Right now at my desk, I have like a candy cane decaf green tea, and then I have like a rooibos cinnamony rooibos one. But anyway, I make myself a cup of tea. I write my to-do list out. I use identity and I put my to-do list in there. And I write my to-do list out. I put on my headphones. I put on like a Pomodoro work with me video and I just get started. And it really does help me to not waste time getting the motivation to begin, right? Like I think before I used to sit at my computer and just waste a lot of time getting the desire to work going, you know, and like kind of dilly-dallying or like tinkering around with stuff. But having that little like set of tasks that I do every single time I sit down at my desk has been absolutely so helpful in just getting started. My thorn today is that I had to re-download TikTok last week for a work thing that I was doing and I haven't deleted it yet. And I think I'm going to keep it on my phone for a little while, but it is consuming. Um, It's just like takes up so much of my brain space and so much of my time if I'm not careful. Like I have to literally just not open the app and I'll like let myself look at it for like a few minutes a day. But like otherwise, y'all, it just carries you away. Um, Although I did have a good idea for what my account could be on there, like a kind of a creative exploration. And I'm considering trying it. So that's why I'm like, I might not delete it anytime soon. We'll see. (laughs) But my bud is that we head to Chicago this week for Thanksgiving with two of our dearest friends, and I'm just really excited to see them. Okay, so let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here. And what I'm learning, here's the thing, friends. I am kind of fiercely and often unconsciously self-reliant. It doesn't mean that I don't need people or that that people don't like help me ever, but I just don't like to need them or to 
like I really, when I think in my brain, how am I going to solve this problem? Considering other people in that equation just does not compute. Like I just think like I have to solve this problem. And because of that, I think I haven't done a lot of like collaboration in the past, like on Instagram or YouTube, things like that. I think even if I'm honest, I think it's hard for me to really let it sink in that I'm kind of dependent on all of you. It's uncomfortable to admit that. Like, and I think it's just like that sense of, I mean, obviously it's like my childhood trauma or whatever telling me that like I can only count on myself. So, you know, the idea of being dependent on other people is really scary. Um, we talked about it a little bit in Friday's podcast with Cat Sled. We talked about like just like the inevitability of needing people and how uncomfy that makes me. But I think there's a balance in like not changing who you are, right? Because of like, especially thinking about my job um, and that sense of like, I am, I do need you to like me <laughs> and like what I'm putting out. But I think that there's got to be a balance. And I think that I'm finding that balance between not changing myself so that people like me, right? Because the truth is like I'm going to do or say things that are off-putting to some people because I'm obviously not for everyone. No one is. But sometimes the pressure to be likable is overwhelming for me. And I think that like I can grow resentful or even rebellious in response to it. And I think part of this is probably because – my mom is a two. Um, and I think that there's like, you know, I'll probably have to save that for therapy. But that sense of like watching someone like need to be loved and liked my whole life, I've kind of, we all want to not be like our moms, you know what I mean? No matter who our moms are, I think that's a general like, I'm different. <laughs> and I think I formed a lot of my personality in response to that, in kind of opposition of that. Like, I'm just going to like myself no matter what. I'm, I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone else's approval. But again, like, yeah, maybe I should save that for therapy. So I think what I'm kind of currently working on is the journey of how do I preserve my sense of self while also understanding the inherent reciprocity and dependency that I have with my audience. Like, I think over the years, over what, like the past almost five years, I think Enneagram and Coffee has been that journey for me, like from the beginning, just learning of like, how do I have a healthy parasocial relationship, right? Like if you don't know what a parasocial relationship is, it's essentially just like a one-sided relationship where like I'm sharing a lot about myself, but because of the nature of the process, I don't often get to hear a lot about you. And I think in the past, like it's felt like that's inherently a bad thing somehow. But I think it's there's a way there's a way to do it well where it's like we're sharing, we're connecting, we're respecting like the mutual exchange. And I have this with so many of you, but I don't. I think it's when we move away from like parasocial relationship into like an actual shared dynamic. Like there's some of you who like have done the street team with the book and I feel like I know you to some degree, right? Like not, we're not like, I don't know everything about your life, but like I have like some sense of a connection and I know about your life. I know like what's going on for you. I know what you do for a living. We have like an exchange of energy and I think that always feels much more under, I understand that better, right? Versus like r- people commenting on things and just saying like, I don't like the way you did that. <laughs> it's like, that's harder for me. Um, 
So, you know, and what's interesting is I think like what I often talk to people about when we talk about relationships or when we talk about growth in general is that it like, quote unquote, like that's not the muscle you need to build. Like for like type nines, like you don't need to work you don't need to like work on being more easygoing. That's not the muscle you need to build. You need to work on being like more disruptive, allowing your voice to be heard, interjecting. That's the muscle you need to build, right? That's like the weak arm. <laughs> if you think about like that character from like 51st States who's like only working out one arm and he has like one overworked arm and then one like not muscular arm. I think that's how like our Enneagram types show up a lot of times. It's like one of our arms is really, really strong. And for me, that's like self-reliance and being self-referencing, like knowing who I am, what I want. Like those are not things that I need to work on very much. Like I have that kind of in the bag. I have um, some need of learning like where can I depend on people? How can I let people take care of me? How can we belong to one another? Yeah, like I need to just work on like how can others be there for me? Acknowledging that I do kind of need all of you. I added the kind of in there like just to kind of squelch it because I it's hard for me to say that sentence. But I think the reality is that like I do need all of you. And like my livelihood literally exists because you are here. Like that's just true, right? Like we all know that. And that's so scary to the little kid in me because that's so out of my control and so and it can feel like in order for that to continue working I need to make sure I'm making you guys happy with me all the time which is something that like I reject right as a person the sense of like I should be palatable but at the same time I need you. <laughs> like, and I know that like most of you don't need me to just be like perfectly palatable all the time and like you are my people. Yeah. And that I can maintain a strong sense of self while also honoring the give and take that this kind of work requires. And like the honor of getting to have that relationship with you all is beyond me. Like that's amazing. And I'm so grateful for it. And if I can like focus on like, no one's asking you to do that. Like this is a pressure that you're feeling and the people who like really are invested in the people who you really want to stay, those are the people who are like liberated, right? By our ability to show up as ourselves. Not the ones who are like, I want you to show up exactly how I wish you were. That's actually a much more rare voice. They just sound louder because they trigger me so much, you know? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
So yeah, that's what I'm learning right now is just allowing myself to be in need of others and belonging to others and influenced by others. So that's that. And then in terms of work this week, I am, again, just keeping things together for the time that I have available. I am really busting things out today and tomorrow. Um, I'm going to pop in a little bit each day through the week to really keep things afloat. But otherwise, I'm really trying (laughs) to be with my family for the holidays and really let that be the priority. But it's not always possible um, in just like the work that I do. So I'm also going to be okay with that. I'm just really busting out a ton of work Monday and Tuesday and then fingers crossed that all will be well at the end of that. And in terms of life updates, I mean, this is our last scheduled trip for the year. So I'm going to start putting my focus on the other big things that are coming up. Like we have my husband's birthday, Christmas, and then our kiddo's birthday, and then New Year's just kind of all back to back. So I'll be putting most of my attention toward making those things as special as I can while also wrapping up the 2022 work season, which is insanity. So, you know, wish me luck on that front, <laughs> if I'm honest. And, you know, here's what I'm reading and I'm watching. I just finished the book, We Are All the Same in the Dark. It's a story about a missing girl in a Texas town and the way that it bled into the town's culture. Now, honestly, Some major characters ended up kind of not being major characters in the end. And then characters I barely thought about in the beginning ended up being major players. And it happened really fast. And I think it just didn't work for me. I I don't really want to be super critical, but I didn't really feel invested in the characters. Like the author did a thing and I don't know if it worked for me. But all in all, I ended up giving it a three out of five, which for me means there wasn't anything that was particularly unlikable about it, but there also wasn't anything that I would call memorable. Like it's not going to go down in like my memory. I'll probably forget I ever read it, if I'm honest. It sounds harsh. (laughs) Um, And what I'm watching, I didn't really watch anything this week. Um, I was in Cincinnati for a lot of the time, like Monday through Thursday, and then just kind of went into the weekend, didn't really watch anything. But if I haven't mentioned it, a couple of weeks ago, my husband and I started watching Peripheral. I think I did mention it actually because because we talked about the bad North Carolina accents. We'd watched all of the episodes that were live, but I think there's two more since we finished it. And so maybe tonight we'll get to watch one more before we head out of town this week. And my small joy from this week was coming home to my husband. He cleaned out the fridge. He fixed the garage door. These are just like two things that were on my mental plate that I thought I was going to have to do. And I didn't ask him to do them, but he just did it. And oh, that is such a good feeling. In terms of content this week, Tuesday, I am discussing content creation by Enneagram type. Wednesday is our regular Q&A episode, and then Thursday, it's December 1st, which is insanity. How did we get here so fast? I don't understand time anymore. Um, And we're going to be doing December a bit differently over here. So because I podcast every day, a ton of my podcasts don't get like the listening listenership. How do you say viewership, but for listening? They don't get the ears on it (laughs) that... um, I want. And sometimes like my favorite episodes are those episodes that don't get seen as much. So for the month of December, I'm just recapping like my favorite episodes from the year. Not necessarily the ones that didn't get listened to as much, but just the ones that I really felt like I want everyone to hear before we move into season four. 
but Mondays I'm going to do a different thing. So Tuesday through Friday, we're going to do replays of like, let's do a big recap of the year. But on Mondays, we're going to do a similar episode to this, but in a different form. We're also going to add in a shared journey through reflecting on the year and preparing for 2023. Um, because I just think that would be really fun. Like, let's let's do that every Monday. I'm also in a season of thinking about what season four of the podcast should look like. So I'm very interested in your thoughts and opinions. If you have feedback, ideas, requests, um, could you DM them to me at Sarah Jane Case? I'm thinking of switching up Rosebud and Thorn, like wondering if that's a good choice. I'm wondering if five days a week is still working for us and what kind of content should we cover both Enneagram and non-Enneagram related. I would love any thoughts you have on the matter. I'm an open book right now. So if you want to DM me at Sarah Jane Case, your thoughts, uh, I would live for it. Also, a friendly reminder that if you enjoy these behind the scenes episodes and aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, you may be interested in that. I post a new video every Wednesday. Last week, I shared my time in Ohio and next week will be my trip to Chicago. As always, it's an absolute joy to stay in touch with you this way. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.